He's now the coach of the Southport Sharks in the VFL, but was a Port Adelaide superstar um, and a hero, Ruckman, premiership player, 137 games for the power. Unfortunately, actually, did I mention Pimbridge player? Sorry, I didn't mean no. that. because he missed out. Yes. Me. Um, and that's Matty Primus. We'll get to him now. Good day, Matt. Yeah, good evening, boys. How are you? No, not too bad. Sorry about that. I didn't mean, mean to mention... No, the, the, keep the, me on down, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention the VFL grand final from last year. Either, oh, so. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, <laughs> we, we got you on. Um, we had Graham Corns on earlier in the show and get an Adelaide perspective on the showdowns and what it's like to be involved in it. Um, um, he's, he's mentioned it's quite a low-key showdown uh, build up to what it usually is. Um, but uh, back in your day, mate, uh, how big were these games? Oh, they, they were enormous. You know, um, uh, I remember you know the first year coming into it, Adelaide had came come off uh, a premiership, um, and then the next year, our second year in, they they come off winning back to back flag sort of thing. So they um, they, they were huge, and we were the new boys, and they were the uh, the big dogs of the state, and. Um, we knocked them off, I think, three times out of the, the first four, and uh, but since then the league has sort of gone toe to toe, and I, I'm not sure what it is at the moment, actual numbers, but it's, you know, maybe Ports one up, or maybe the Crows are one up, or it's equal. It's amazing how it's um, it's gone like that, regardless of you know which teams having good years and which teams aren't. Um, and they look, they were huge, especially when it was played down in. Um, Footy Park, you know, the fans, I don't, I don't know if you ever went to a game there, but everyone parked their cars around the Oval um, in the big parklands and everyone was having barbecues and having a few drinks. So you, you drive to the game there and it was just cars as far as you could see. It was, um, yeah, brilliant atmospheres and they certainly, uh, you know, have always been the games to watch in an AFL season. You know, there's a couple of good ones at the G, but normally a showdown, everyone around Australia who's in, into AFL will tune in and watch them. Mm. Right, well, yes, and we, and we certainly will. Um, was there one particular show? I mean, were you involved in, in the game where, you know, there was that, that fight in the pub afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... Um, were you there that night? Uh, no, the I, was, I, I was captain then, and we, uh, <laughs> we'd gone to... Um, Ramsgate, that's we, 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 yeah. We there, yeah, the Ramsgate. We'd gone there before... Uh, the crowd, well, before anyone was really at the pub, we went there and had a, had a lunch and a few beers and... You know, a few more beers and a few more, and I think I left about uh, I don't know, let's say four or five o'clock. And I remember saying to five or six guys, "Look, I'm, I'm going. Just don't, don't carry on too much because it was a Sunday. You know, don't carry on too much." And then uh, got home, went to bed, and I got woken up from a call from Brian coming and our CEO at I don't know two or midnight or something in the morning. I thought, "Ah, oh, this ain't going to be a good call." And, uh, <laughs> told me what had happened, and uh, you know, at that time it was sort of. Yeah, social media was around but it was you know the media were becoming pretty big in footy and that became a big story but within a day or two it turned into the public loved it and uh, to nearly to the extreme of I think the next showdown that year the, the media wanted us to have a press conference at the Ramsgate um, they, they just loved the, the it was a bit of pushing and shoving going on but it wasn't too much going on but they, they just loved it and it just grew to the theatre and um, uh, helped keep growing the game and um, as I say the, the last few years the, the games have been amazing one early in the year Adelaide come from nowhere to win it and mm. or maybe kick the guy off the sign or that was last year they, they are just terrific games and as you say Cornsy said it's been a slow build up I even when both teams you know um, were down the bottom of the ladder the games were still massive and the build up was huge and you know this week Brisbane is still biting at Port Adelaide's uh, tail you know trying to get um, that second spot 
Yep. And uh, Adelaide is still, you know, still within well within a chance to to play finals. You know, they've had a couple of games that let slip the last couple of weeks, but you know they still got big opportunities to, to make the eight. So I would have thought there's a there's a huge amount riding on it, and um, I would have thought come Saturday night it'll, it'll be on to young and old. Matt uh, Collingwood Port Adelaide last weekend it was perhaps the game of the season. Two top of the table teams going at it. Um, Port lost, but what would they have taken out of the game, do you think? A bit of confidence, perhaps? Oh, a huge amount, I would have thought. Uh, you know, they, they really did dominate. Um, and then this is what Collingwood have been able to do all year, the teams. But they, mm. Port were able to dominate, you know, the inside 50s and shots on goals and um, defensively really good. But they didn't take their opportunities when they had them. And Collingwood, the way they play is, is amazing in their skill and their ability to kick goals from boundary lines and when they're under the pump and when they need it. And I think it's been talked about a heap, you know, their ability to come from behind at three-quarter time. But I think Paul would have said, hey, we did a hell of a lot right. We just didn't execute in front of goal. Um, and, you know, that sometimes is a pretty simple thing to fix. Um, you know, if, you, if you're not able to get enough, generate enough shots in front of goal, enough inside 50s or the opposition kick uh, easy goals, you can say there's a fair bit to work on. But I think they did a lot right. But Collingwood, like they've done all of this year, is just too classy when it comes to the crunch. And um, But they, they would feel pretty confident about when they have another opportunity to play them. Um, and hopefully that's at the MCG in the last day of September. Yeah. Yes, and we, we do hope that get, Collingwood get the collie wobbles about them. So that would be... <laughs> Not all of us. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, what have we... What have, I mean, you've obviously been the uh, head-on show at the, uh, the Port Adelaide Footy Club uh, for a couple of seasons there. What have you made of Ken Hinckley and uh, the predicament or the, you know, the situation he's in with his contract? Uh, I mean, I mean, has it been unfair? Oh, no, I don't think it's been unfair because uh, I think it's... Um, it, well, it's really funny how it worked out, I suppose. At the start of the year, they lost a couple of games and all of a sudden it was it was under the pump and yeah. maybe they're going to move on with him before they get to the, the end of the season and then, then they get on a run of winning 12 or 13 games in a row and now with a couple of clubs with coaching vacancies, I'm sure Ken would be one of the top guys that clubs would be talking to. So now all of a sudden the pressure's sort of gone back onto, the, onto Port Adelaide, hasn't it, to say, hey... If we don't sign him soon, perhaps he might get a great offer at the Suns or at Richmond or something like that. So it's amazing how quickly it's turned around. Um, but then there's still a final series to go. And you know, if they don't um, play really well in that and win some games and go deep into finals, then uh, I guess he'll be under pressure again. But look, he's he's been an outstanding coach. His um, win-loss record was great. And yet while I'm probably sure he'd like to make a grand final and have a perhaps a bit better finals record... Um, people forget how bloody hard it is to win enough games to get you to play finals and um, in a two-team town like Adelaide is it's um, the pressure they've dealt with and how they've gone about it and you know their win-loss this year has been outstanding Yes and it's, it's all on the back of you unfortunately in a way I mean you blooded all the youngsters when you were there and he's getting the rewards <laughs> uh, he's, he's done an amazing job there's not too many left there now he's moved most of them on but uh, amazingly Travis broke still going on he's I don't know how many games he's up to now 330 or 40 yeah. it's just extraordinary the career he's done but um, yeah it's going to be a really interesting final series coming up for Port Adelaide and you know for Collingwood who are just beating everyone at the moment and um, you know for I'm up here living on the Gold Coast Brisbane have mm. been a team that's been there about the last three or four years but haven't quite got the job done either so there's there's a lot of riding on a lot of teams going into the finals
Well, that, that was the other game. We had Michael Ricciatelli on to talk about the Q clash. I mean, there's been if talk about the slow build-up for the showdown. What's it been like for the Q clash? Has anyone mentioned it? <laughs> no, it hasn't. It's copped a little bit of attention the last couple of days. More, I think tomorrow on Friday it will. Um, and, and once again, it's um, it, it'll be an, a decent crowd there because. The Suns are, are still mathematically a, you know, a chance to make the eight. It's amazing how deep this competition is this year with teams that are, I'm not sure where exactly on the ladder, 14th, 13th, but they still have a, an opportunity to make the eight. And Brizzy have an opportunity to still second if Port slip up, um, which, you know, you, you go from a double chance at the moment, they're sitting having to play away from home, um, to all of a sudden you get one at home. So it's um, there's a fair bit riding on that one too. And... Uh, sooner or later, surely the Suns have got to beat Brisbane. I think they've been <laughs> for quite a few in a row now, yeah. and um, they'd be looking to try and turn the tables on them. Yes, and uh, how are the Sharks looking this year, mate? Are we, are we looking for finals again and maybe another grand uh, final appearance? No, we've, we've dropped off a little bit this yeah. year. We've caught some injuries which we've never had, and... Um, Instead of winning the close games like we have the last couple of years, we've lost about six or seven by about uh. you know two or three points every one, and uh, unfortunately that's going to make us just miss unless something mathematically happens for us. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're we're dropped a little bit, so we'll uh, we'll try and finish the year off strong and have another crack next year, and hopefully uh, I think Werribee and. Williamstown are the standalone team, so hopefully they can make all those standalone teams proud when the finals come around. Yes, yes. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We might we must get you on uh, uh, during the VFL final series then, because uh, it's a fairly interesting situation the VFL sits it in. But mm. unfortunately, uh, Matty, we, we've run out of time. Uh, <laughs> We're wrap, uh, nearly wrapping up the show, but I uh, want to just say thanks for jumping on the phone, mate, and giving us a Port Adelaide perspective uh, on the uh, showdown, mate. No problems at all, guys. Great to chat. <laughs> You're a good Thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Matty Primus, uh, the uh, Port Adelaide captain. Yep. Uh, coach. Uh, yes. He's also all the two-time All-Australian um, and the best and fairest winner. So, look, everything except that. That premiership.